Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. God loves you, and I love you too, so go and be great today, standing on its foundation, knowing it all is well. All right, so we're going to jump right into today's topic. The title for today is Truths of the Harvest. Truths of the Harvest. So I wanted to share some quick snippet truths that you can arm yourself with so that you can continue to be equipped to understand the season of the harvest, right? So as you move as a leader, you will not be... um, what is it, blind to what God is doing and how he's working in your life, right? And so I wanted to share these three truths with you today so that they could be quick references for you, right? Because we know as we move throughout life, it's, you know, life happens, and it's sometimes challenging to um, keep ourselves where we're entrenched with the things necessary so that they can bubble up in us when we need them, right? Um, And so these short truths, I believe, will arm you so that when things come up or when something you're experiencing, you can clearly evaluate it accordingly, and then these things will bubble up in you, all right? So the first, uh, I'll share all three, and then I'll talk about them, right? So the truth of the harvest. Number one, the harvest is a process of preparing the crop for distribution, basically separating the good from the best. The second truth, the harvest is a result of the quality of the seed that is sown. And the third truth, the harvest is a season or a period of time within the growing cycle. So we don't live in the harvest, right? It is a part of a growing cycle. So let's look at the first truth, that the harvest is a process. The process of harvest creates the capacity needed for God to manifest in your life as the multiplier of your grain. Right? He doesn't require us <clears throat> to manifest it. And even in the season of the harvest, when you look at grain, right, grain is real small, but when gathered together, grain is extremely large in quantity, right? And it's able to serve the masses in a way that if it's left unharvested, it cuts off. It only can go so far. So it's amazing what God can do with the little, right? And so he's always working in our lives to get us back to the grain of who we are, this that seed, so that that seed can be distributed further, right? We talked about it being a blessing to others. We're blessed to be a blessing. And it, it's funny to think we think that it's in large quantities up front, in which God can distribute, right? But we've seen throughout the Bible where different things were done to show with little things. Even the children of Israel, they were not a large nation. They are a very small nation, right? Because divinely, that's what God does. He says he, you know, he does things completely different from what the world perceives. And so when we understand that, he's always moving all of the excess, the unnecessary things in our lives to get us back to the core thing that matters, that small grain, and then all those grains added together become a large quantity that can serve and feed the multitudes. 
And we have to keep in mind throughout the process that it's making room for the new, right? We understand that that process of preparing and separating is giving space for something new to exist. And God is, a, is, is infinite. So as God, he needs capacity, right? And if we filled it up with a whole lot of stuff, right, we, we fill our mind, our confidence, all of those things up with past acknowledgments and things from people patting us on the back, there's no room in our life for God to exist, right? We're trying to squeeze him in, and he's like, no, I want to feel it. So all that other stuff, you're not moved by it, right? Because those things will move you. When people stop acknowledging you, people stop calling your name, people don't give you the platform, people don't invite you, people don't see you as a leader, or they don't truly uh, speak of you, or they do things to violate you. If you've gotten filled up on their stuff, and then they take it away, way, it's not going to sustain you. But God says, if you let me fill it up, I'll sustain you. I will make it to where what the least little thing in your life looks like, it is going to hold you throughout the most tremendous circumstances that you can go through, right? He tells us we only need face the size of a mustard seed, right? He didn't say the size of a stalk of wheat. And there's a reason for that, because he knows that if you just give him what he needs, all he needs of you is that small area, right? Then the rest of it is left for him to do, okay? So you also have to remember in that process, it's leading, that leading up to this time of the, the harvest process, there's a preparation that goes on, right? And we'll talk about that shortly when we get into the third one, but understanding that there is a preparation that's happening leading up to the harvest in your life, Okay? So the second truth, the harvest is a result of the quality of the seed that is sown. So I want us to take a look at Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 9, and I'm going to read it real quickly from the New King James Version. It says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Right here we can see that this tells us about the quality of the seed, the attitude by which you sow the seed, and the expectation of the return on the seed are extremely important to the results that you will reap from the seed that you have sown. We cannot get confused and understand and believe that there are no consequences to us not examining the quality of the seeds, making sure we have the right attitude as we're sowing in the sowing, right, in seed time, as we're sowing seeds, we have to have the right attitude, the right intention behind the seeds that we are sowing. And we also have to clear way for an expectation that the seed sown may not return to us from where we've sown it, but we're looking for the return from God himself. We're looking for him to multiply the seed, right? We have to keep our expectation placed on God's manifestation in our life and not looking at the people or the area or the 
the location or the activity in which we've sown the seed. Because when we do that, we put that above God. Therefore, we're not leaving room for him. Also, when our attitude is not right, if we're sowing seeds out of our own fleshly desires that haven't been brought under God's authority, that we haven't prayed and said, God, keep me from moving or satisfying my own need, we'll find ourselves sowing seeds that will not return to us. They're going to return certain consequences that we're not going to want, we're not going to be happy with, right? And God is a God of order, so he will not violate the natural course of, of order, but he is still a God for us, those of us who are believers, those of us that are saved, he will not let us be succumb to those things, but there are some things that we're going to have to live with as a result of seeds that we have sown if we don't have them with the right attitude. And if our quality of that seed, meaning if we're sowing it in our flesh or if we're sowing it of spirit, right? And that's also where I want to, you know, maybe not put pressure on us for perfection, because God is not asking for our perfection. He already knows that we're going to fall short. That's given. What he expects from us is that we have the faith in what he has promised, in, in the promise of deliverance, the promise of sanctification, that promise that came to us through believing in Jesus Christ. And he says, even in the actions that you take, if you believe me, it is pleasing with me. That doesn't mean that there won't be results that you'll have to live with, but he will be in it with us. We won't ever be given over or consumed by that unless we walk away from believing that we have cleansed, been cleansed from our sins, our past sins, present sins, and future sins. If for any reason we walk out of that, right, we walk out of that covenant, we backslide out of that, then that is our, that's our result, right? So just right here, this is just examining your heart, examining your heart from the activities that you're doing and making sure that you're aligning with what God is asking you to do, making sure that even if God tells you to do something, that it may look strange to you or it may be uncomfortable to you. Is there a place of peace that you are following what God has said? Because a lot of times we think God is going to ask us to do things that keep us comfortable, but he's not, right? Because we already have gone over the harvest season is not a comfortable process, right? There's work involved. So he's going to be working in you in areas that are going to cause you to be uncomfortable, but there is this place of peace that you know that I'm doing what God has called me to do, Okay. So in our third truth, that the harvest is a season or a period of time within the growing cycle. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, and I'll read it from the Amplified, says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Right here, we know that the harvest is a season. It is something that there is a cycle of life that's going to happen. And you cannot just constantly be in a harvest season of gathering or believing that, that God is uh, shedding away things because there is a time where he wants you to sow seeds. There is times where you're going to be actively executing and working and sowing those seeds in the soil that God has called you to sow in, actually cultivating the soil, right? There's a part in that as well that's a part of the seed time where you cultivate the soil before you actually sow the seeds. So in that process, you have to remember that in those areas, you're, prep, you're preparing yourself for the harvest. 
you're preparing with an expectation that God is going to come and there will be that harvest that you're going to reap. But just like you can't constantly reap, you cannot constantly be sowing. You have to be okay with pausing or stopping with the building process, the executing process, all of the processes that look to show up when we talk about seed time and all of those things creating and all of that, you got to be willing to pause. You got to be willing to stop because when the harvest time is there, you can't do both, right? They both require a certain amount of energy and focus, and you cannot do both together. So you have to understand that there is a time that God will tell you to stop. He will say, stop here, and I need you here. And you have to be willing to surrender yourself to the Lord of the harvest because he's the director, right? God knows the timing of our growing cycles. He knows our lives, and he's going to operate accordingly. So you have to be willing to accept and surrender to that season in your life because if you don't, then you can also find yourself out of order, burned out and overwhelmed because you're trying to sow in the season of harvest. All right? So those three truths. I hope they equip you so that as you're looking at things in your life, as you're dealing with things and as you're praying, that you can actually not pray amiss, right? You can ask God to help guide you. We, you know, we're talking about harvest because it's the actual environmental season of harvest, but some of us may not be spiritually in a harvest season, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that, but what you got to know is what God is doing in your life and what season you're in and being able to identify that through revelation that God will give to you. So my hope is that today's wisdom has inspired you, and I hope it has equipped you so that you can make those evaluations and get in alignment with what God is doing in your life so that you can operate from that place of peace. Not comfort, but a place of peace, even when you have to get uncomfortable. So thank you for joining us here on Wisdom Inspired. We look and hope to hear from you tomorrow as we'll be back on the line at the same time. You guys have a great and wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.